Once again, I'm reading from one of my forthcoming novels. Am I getting any better at this reading my book stuff? I don't know. Here we go again. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Press Club C Podcast. I'm Reed Keating. This 128th episode is the third of four unique episodes as I'm reading a chapter from one of the books in each Books included in my Kickstarter campaign, seven exclusive novels from Ray Keating, limited release thrillers, mysteries, historical fiction, and a pinch of science fiction. This Kickstarter, by the way, runs through November 17th of 2023. I hope you'll consider backing it. The uh, The link to it at kickstarter.com, the link is in the show notes. Um, since I'm always awkward reading my own work, we're just going to dive in like we did in the previous episodes. Uh, feeling very awkward, as I mentioned before. But let's get right to a chapter from Wrath, a Quinn Porter novel. This is the first book in a new series, so I'm pretty excited about that. Here we go. <clears throat> the name of the joint, Shane's Beach Tiki Bar and Grill, said it all. The place served up casual tiki decor, a range of adult beverages from tropical rum-based concoctions to various brews on tap, and a simple mix of burgers, chicken, and fresh fish on the menu. A long bamboo bar rested at the center of the establishment with tables sprinkled around. On one side of Shane's was Gulf Boulevard, and on the other was the sand of Madeira Beach and the Gulf of Mexico. When open for business, the windows and walls along the beach and road sides of Shane's were raised, like garage doors, leaving the entire place open to Gulf breezes and beach sounds. Just north on Gulf Boulevard was a collection of hotels, and to the south were various beach homes, ranging from large, new and expensive, to small, old and expensive. And directly across the street was a large, tan, mission-style Catholic church, St. Thomas the Apostle by the Sea, with a terracotta roof and six palm trees out front. The bar had been opened for a half hour, but it was still early for a lunchtime crowd. Besides, there usually wasn't much of a lunch crowd on a Tuesday in October. The owner was behind the bar. Everyone called him Shane, but his real name was George Duncan. His wife, Rita, was the only waitress on duty. She was working two tables with a couple at one and three middle-aged men at the other. Shane came down to the end of the bar where a man, who had become a regular nearly every day over the past month, sat nursing a beer. Have another, Quinn? Yeah, thanks. Quinn Porter had long, unkempt auburn hair matched by an equally unruly beard. His eyes were brown, but the white portion had been invaded by streaks of red. His five-foot-ten-inch frame was solid, with particularly strong arms and large hands. Despite efforts by Shane to strike up conversations, Porter didn't say much. He eventually volunteered that he had bought one of the small houses on the beach down the road, along with a Winnebago soulless camper. When Shane pressed him on the Winnebago, Porter said nothing more than, I've been thinking about traveling. The camper seems like it would make it easier. At another time, Porter dropped his guard when a boxing match was on television. While watching the screen, he offhandedly commented, I boxed after college. Shane replied, really? Where? How long ago? Porter half shrugged and took a slug of beer, and that was the end of that. Eventually, Shane gave up. One night after closing, he and Rita were discussing Quinn. Shane shrugged and said, hey, if he wants to talk, I'm standing right here. Some guys just don't want to talk. Could be for a lot of reasons. He added, 
I do notice that he'll often stare at the front of the bar at the church. Rita was closing out the register while tallying up the sales for the night. She merely responded, yeah, everybody's different. And as for the ones that sit at bars for days on end and stare at a church, you could bet they've got a history. Maybe he's thinking about going to confession. Shane refilled the mug of beer and Porter repeated, thanks. Took a slug and his gaze went to St. Thomas by the sea. As Porter drank, a car pulled into the small parking lot below the bar, which stood on post to survive if Gulf waters invaded during a storm. Two men in their mid-twenties got out, and as they hurriedly moved toward the stairs, each set of eyes scanned the area. As they entered Shane's beach tiki bar and grill, each invader pulled out a handgun. A tall, dark-haired intruder announced, Let's make this quick and no one gets hurt. He moved toward Shane and the bar while his partner, blonde-haired and on the short side, went to the customers at the tables. The taller man announced, let's see everyone's hands. Shane, Rita, and the couple and the three men at the tables all obliged by raising their hands. Porter, however, took another slug of beer and kept looking at the church across Gulf Boulevard. The shorter man started collecting valuables from the customers and dropping them into a plastic bag. The taller robber stopped next to Porter, and while pointing his gun, told Shane, okay, everything from the register. Okay, okay, replied Shane. The taller trespasser glanced at Porter and said, hey, asshole, beer down and hands up. Porter actually took another swig of beer. The robber said, you little shit. I said Porter swung his mug around and smashed it into the robber's forehead. Unlike in the movies, the thick glass didn't smash, but it did daze the intruder. He went weak in the knees. Porter squeezed the man's wrist below the hand that still held a gun. He twisted hard, and the assailant grunted and dropped the weapon. Porter then grabbed hair on the back of the robber's head and slammed the front of his head down onto the top of the bar. The thief's legs completely crumpled, and he fell to the floor unconscious. During the seconds that his partner was being taken down, the blonde-haired man finished dropping a watch and two wallets into his bag and started to turn. As Porter moved to go at the other assailant, Shane reached under the bar to grab a gun. Porter looked at him and commanded, no. Shane froze while Porter quickly but calmly approached the second invader. The blonde-haired man turned and started to raise his gun, but his hand shook. That gave Porter the moment he needed. Just as the assailant began to squeeze the trigger, Porter pushed the man's arm, the shot went astray, and shattered a bottle of Galliano. The short robber swung a left fist at Porter, who blocked the blow with his right arm. Porter then drove a hard left in the thief's stomach. The gun dropped to the floor. Porter then sent a blow with his right fist into the assailant's cheek. Like his partner, the shorter invader fell to the floor, but he was still conscious, though clearly dazed and on his knees. There was fury on Porter's face. He grabbed a handful of blonde hair this time. He pulled the man's face up and lowered his own. Their noses were just inches apart armed robbery and you tried to kill me. Porter's voice was low, but drenched in simmering anger. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't expect you. I've never shot anyone before. I swear to God. To God? asked Porter. Yes, yes, to God. I'm sorry. So sorry. You've sinned? queried Porter. His eyes darted around. God, I have. Porter asked, you repent? I do, I do. He was crying now. Porter pulled the man, positioned his head, and pointed across the street. Look at the church at St. Thomas the Apostle. You confess? 
Yes, God, yes. While still clutching a man's hair, Porter leaned close to his ear and whispered, I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He then quickly made the sign of the cross. Robert's eyes were now wide open, as was his mouth. Porter added, Amen. And then he said, You have penance to do, and I'll leave that to the police. Maybe they can handle as much. He let go of the assailant's hair, and the man swayed on his knees. Porter stared for a moment, and then clenched his fists and bashed it into the thief's mouth. The robber fell back to the floor. Shane, Rita, and the five customers were motionless as they watched this all play out. Porter looked around at the shocked faces, and he stopped on one that he unexpectedly recognized. One of the three men who were seated together slowly rose to his feet. He squinted and then said, Father? Father Porter? The two stared at each other. The customer continued, That is you, Father Porter. My God, are you all right? We had no idea what. Porter turned away and walked over to the bar. He finished his beer, reached inside the pocket of his jeans, and pulled out some cash that he tossed on the bar. He looked at Shane, who still hadn't moved, and said, Call the cops. Porter then exited the tiki bar, leaving behind two unconscious thieves and seven others simply staring in amazement. As Porter began walking down Gulf Boulevard, Rita grabbed her cell phone and called 911. Shane walked over to the man who recognized Porter. You know him? The man seemed to shake himself out of a kind of trance. What? Do I know him? Yes, I do. I did. He was my priest. I wouldn't have recognized him until I heard the voice. What? asked Shane. Um, yeah, that man is Father Quentin Porter. He was the priest at my parish in Pennsylvania until, well, about six months ago. What happened? The man looked at Shane and said, that's not easy to answer. Shane waited. The man continued, something horrible, really terrifying happened to some members of his family. And he paused, apparently thinking about what to say next. Well, he just left. None of us at the church knew where he went. He just disappeared. Police sirens grew closer. Shane replied, Quinn is a priest? The man from Pennsylvania replied, he was. Not sure if that's the case anymore. So there you go. A chapter from Wrath, a Quinn Porter novel. First book in a new series. Um, Again, I hope you check out my Kickstarter campaign, seven exclusive novels from Ray Keating at kickstarter.com. It runs through November 17th, 2023. Thanks for listening. Um, your feedback, suggestions are always welcome. Please check out all my books if you get a chance. Thanks so much and God bless. <laughs>